My name is Travis Jones. I'm here with Jason Barrett. I hope you've all had a great Fit Dad week so far, and you're waiting for this episode to drop. Jace, how are you doing today, mate? I'm doing uh, very well. I think I had my first like pain-free, well, relatively pain-free day uh, in the last couple of days in terms of my lower back, which has been good. So I should be able to get back into some more uh, intense movement. But um, yeah, the biggest thing for me was tracking my nutrition during this time and not gaining any weight at all and actually eating more, surprisingly, which has been a bit weird. Um, but yeah, no, I'm feeling good, doing good. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get back into the swing of, uh, of throwing some weights around. Throwing some weights and getting some running in, right? Yeah, 100%. The running the running has probably actually been the thing I've missed. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say more, but I've missed the progression of that because you know you get to a point where you're lifting weights and it's like, all right, I've got to add another 2.5 kilos on each dumbbell. And it's like, fuck, I haven't been able to do that for a couple of weeks. Whereas with running, it's like, there's a noticeable improvement almost every time. And it's just something new and different. So I am actually, the running is the first thing I am going to get back into um, because it's a little bit less, less, um, you know, it's a little bit more repetitive stress on the lower back, but it's something that I recover from pretty well rather than you know getting into doing bent over rows and stuff like that. So um, look out on uh, Instagram, follow us at fit underscore dads underscore club on Instagram to uh, check out my new run times. They'll awesome, be uh, abysmal <laughs> initially. They'll make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> if anything, that's good. Um, well, yeah. today, guys, we're going to talk about why it's important to be a fit dad. And, you know, essentially the same thing is why, Jace, you're, you're doing some more running as well, right? It's not about just mm. strength and lean muscle mass um, and getting shredded, but it's the whole rounded aspect of being a fit dad is cardiovascular health. It's, um, you know, being strong and being aesthetic, which is, you know, you're feeling comfortable and happy when you look at yourself in the mirror. Um, and obviously just all around harder to kill. So I, I think we're going <laughs> to, that's it at the end of the day. So the I one. think if we look at it, guys, we're going to delve into a lot of different reasons and you might help understand your why when you're listening to this episode today, or it might just give you that little extra bit of a fire under your ass um, on, you know, stepping up your game with your steps, um, with your training, with your running, um, with your, your lifting, with everything involves being a fit dad. So it is important. It's important to be, uh, I think the biggest thing, Honestly, the biggest reason uh, why it's important to be a fit dad, your life is either an example for your kids on what not to be, or it's uh, you're a role model. It's like a warning or an example. Like, do you, does your life want to be a warning for your kids on what not to be in life or an example of what it should be? Because you are a fit mm. dad. And that's, that's the black and white. Okay. Before we get into anything, you have to ask yourself and look in the mirror and go, is my life a warning sign on how not to live? Okay. For my mm. children. And if the answer right now is yes, well, that's okay, right? One, you have to own it. Well, I did this to me, okay? I did it. Um, and then you get to change it. But if you're currently, your life is currently a warning and you really actually want it to be an example and you want to be an example to your children, then it's like, okay, well, today is the day I get to change. Like life, everyone's life is changed in just one moment. And then that one moment is followed by a series of other moments after it. But it only takes one moment to change your life. And then it just starts to move from there. I think that's an important thing. It's not done over the next year or anything like that. It's just one moment. It's like, you know what? I don't want to be a warning sign anymore. I want to be example. Mm. I want to be a role model for my children for the rest of my life so they can be healthy also for their life as well. Mm. Yes, definitely. It's it's about your... Um 
the quote is be less concerned about your current position than your current trajectory, right? Yeah. doesn't matter where you are, as long as you're pointing in the right direction, as long as you're aiming in the right direction and you're looking at, all right, and it's, it's what Transformers is like a fundamental choice, right? It's like a decision point where you've just like, we've all had those moments in life where you just like, maybe it's like a relationship or something where you've just gone, no, nah, fuck this. I'm not in this anymore. This is ridiculous. Or, you know, on the flip side, you're like, yep, this is a person I'm going to marry. No doubt. But you've just made the decision, right? And it's the same thing when you realize how important your health is, not only to you, but as Trav's saying, to the people around you. And I would say my, my additional point to that is like, you know, above and beyond being a role model and example for your kids, it's like living long enough to see all of the beautiful things that are on the other side that most people don't get to see or not that they maybe don't get to see, but that they don't get to participate in when they get sort of to 70, 80, playing with the grandkids as they get to that age where they want to run around and kick the footy. Imagine being the granddad that's able to kick the footy with his grandkids and, you know, maybe outpace them a little bit or whatever. Like you want to, like those, you don't necessarily have to be a fucking, you know, this superstar, you know, athlete, like, you know, probably Trav's going to be the ultra marathon running granddad, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> but the, like beyond that, what you're looking at is living longer and living a better quality of life um, because people talk about this all the time in terms of like sacrificing things and in terms of fitness, but it's like, well, what are you sacrificing by eating the chips and drinking the beers now? Like what are you sacrificing in the future that you could have if you just took a bit of better care of your body, if you focused on becoming a fit dad, becoming a fitter dad um, and you know, we'll go into the details of what that really means. But for me, like a lot of people have this linked with just fat loss and that's all it is. Whereas it's a lot more than that. Like, yes, for most people, the first step to becoming a fit dad is losing a bit of extra body fat because that's the main thing that most people carry that is going to improve their health the most, improve their energy, improve their vitality, all of those, you know, improve their, their chances to live longer, that reduces their risk of cancer, all of that good stuff. You know, that's, that's kind of step number one, but it is one of many different things that you need to address, which is again, why I started running, why I started working on my cardiovascular health, because I was very focused on aesthetics for a long time and just, and, and not as um, interested in the cardiovascular side until I was like, hang on, I want to live longer. I want to actually be able to run after my kids. I don't, I was like, oh my, I could, I could lunge after my kids with 25 kilos in each hand for at least 10 to 12 reps. <laughs> All right, when 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 are you going to do that on the footy field? Right, you're not. Let's play lunge. Let's play lunge tennis where you've got. Yeah, I can beat you at that. Yeah, no, no one's playing that shit, mate. Um, this is me talking to myself, by the way. But um, that to me, <laughs> that to me, that longevity um, is probably one of the more important things as well. It's like being able to get, get down onto the ground and get up off the ground when I'm older. That shit starts now. Mate, a hundred percent. I think what prompted what what prompted this topic of the podcast was, you know, a couple of guys on our ads. And you know, if you listen to this, you probably see some of our ads if you are a dad around Australia um, about our you know training and how we help dads transform their life. And you know, some some of the guys are commenting. It's like, nah, I'm happy being a fat dad. And you know, it, they, I know people joke it off, and I think that's the biggest thing that they're trying to do because when people are not what they want to be. They joke it off. Nah, nah, I'm happy being fat. It's like the Australian way. It's like, dude, dude, you're not happy being fat. Like if I could click my fingers and you lost the right weight right now, you would say, yes, please. You wouldn't say, oh no, click your fingers and give me an extra 20 kilos. I'd love that. They, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it. Right. You'd want to lose the 20 kilos. And I, I posed the question to, to one of the guys because, you know, sometimes I just get, so sort of get sick of trolling people 
and allowing to, them to get away with it. It's like, well, mm. if you're happy being 20 kilos overweight, then you have to be happy being a major risk factor or in risk for cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure, having sleep apnea, having psychological issues, having muscular skeletal issues and conditions, some forms of cancer. Like you're, you're going to develop or you're, you're at a heightened risk of developing all of these things. Okay. So, you know, if you, oh, I'm not sure if I can afford coaching. Well, can you afford type two diabetes medication for the rest of your life? Or can you high blood pressure medication or having to sleep in another room because you have to sleep on a sleep apnea machine because your wife doesn't want to sleep next to you because you just want to sleep next to a machine every night um, or just being constantly um, being psychologically down because you're in a rut like we've talked about and you don't know how to get out of it. You know, there's so many things that happen because you're overweight and you aren't a fit dad that it's like, no, it's, it's not a joking point. Like it's actually a quite a serious point that we have to understand. It's like you're, you're on this planet and you have one life. And if you're currently 20, 30, 10, you know, whatever it is, kilos overweight, you actually have to draw a line and say, it's like, you know what? Like it's not good enough, right? It's actually not good enough. You weren't born on this planet and, you know, whoever the higher power is, because I believe there is a higher power. I, I, I don't um, believe in God, but, you know, some people do. But I believe there's a higher power, right? I believe something is above me. Um, and when we were born, we didn't come down to this planet. It's like, you're destined to be overweight, have a crap job, have a loveless relationship, and sit on the couch whilst, you know, looking at your kids play. And you can't, you know, don't even have the energy to, to uh, play with them. And you're destined for, for a shit life. Like, I don't believe that we're destined for that. Uh, I don't think that is the goal of your life is to be subpar or mediocre. I believe that when we're born, we have this, you know, unlimited potential that we have to choose. Like, I don't believe that also, like, we're destined for one direction in our life. I, I believe that we have a destiny, but only if we take part in the journey where we have to be an active participant in the journey. Mm. So if we are really focused and we drive and we try and reach our potential and that's getting up and going through a bit of a grind each day and trying to be the healthiest version of us and contributing back to society and being really present with our kids and being a loving partner, I believe that we can all move forward to our potential in life. And we don't know what that is, but I believe that we're here and the healthier you are, the fitter you are, the more, the more psychologically healthier you can be as well, the more you can contribute back to society and those people around us. And I truly think that's why we're actually here to make the world somewhat better for being on this planet. And that's through us being the best version of us. And the best version of us is not the fattest version of us. It is the fittest version of us. Like it, it is that true. And that means you mm. can be the best version of you for your kids. If you're 20 kilos or 30 kilos lighter than you are right now and you're optimal weight and you had an abundance of energy, would you be a better dad? It's just simply a yes or no. Um, and if the answer is yes, then that is what the best version of you is. And that's what your kids deserve. And I think that is, the, the again, the crux of why it's important to be a fit dad, to live up to your potential for your life so then your kids are not trying to break some generational overweight curse that you are mm -hmm. saying, Hey, I can't be fucked. I'm breaking this 
um, cycle, you have to break it because I wasn't man enough to do it. And I'm not gender stereotyping. I believe that, you know, dads have um, mums and dads, right? So I, I believe that, mm. you know, you need to be a dad. Boys need dads, girls need dads, and they need them to be the best version of them. I think that's the biggest mm. thing. And that's why we are the Fit Dads podcast. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, you know, regardless if you're a same-sex couple or whatever, there's still a masculine yeah. and a feminine energy. Like energy, it, exactly. It's, yeah, it's it, and there is someone who takes the more nurturing role and there is then someone who... There's yeah, there was a it was an interesting part of a podcast. I listened to um uh Hamish Blake's podcast, How Are the Dad's Dad. Um was there was a really interesting um part in it where the guy was talking about um one of the guests was talking about raising boys. It's like when the boys hit like sort of 12, 13, there's almost like a handing off that needs to happen from the mum to the dad, where it's like no, it's not that the mum's not in there anymore, but there's like there's and this is the 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 issue that um I don't know obviously you know you dealt with this a bit when you were younger because you you know you lost your dad it's like without that male role model without that that strong masculine influence in your life like a lot of guys a lot of boys a lot of kids in general end up lost and they end up um you know struggling and the other half of it that really resonated with me because I had a um because obviously I've got a daughter was there's like there was a a age where daughters see their dads get distant from them because they don't want to be inappropriate um especially mm -hmm. with today's society people getting weird about you know little girls and all that kind of stuff right all the shit that I don't want to talk about but um the 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 relationship with their dad grew a bit distant because their dad felt inappropriate or felt a bit weird whatever but then they lost that connection with their dad and then um there were some studies that actually showed that women and and girls who had a strong bond and a strong relationship with their dad as they grew up um were less likely to enter into you know um uh relationships that didn't work out and all these other things early on because they had that man in their life that person in their life that was their father their, their father figure and how important that was um random random bit of a tangent but it's like it is important for you to be that best version of you like if you in my head like if you give a shit at all about your kids um it's like and i'm not saying you have to already be there because this is the problem no. most guys be like the strategy is too hard um i already have to be that guy now because i'm not that guy i can't be that guy it's like that's complete fucking bullshit that's what you tell yourself to get out of the uncomfortable position of yeah you guess what i don't know so go fucking figure it out go find the answers this is what this podcast is all about is giving the answers and giving the simple shit to dads to say hey you like you can make this happen. There are some simple ways to get started, but you just do have to get started. It's going to take a bit fucking longer than you'd like, but it's going to take a hell of a longer than if you do absolutely nothing at all. Mate, hundred percent. I, I think when we look at it, when we're talking about the masculine and feminine energy, like boys need a masculine energy and role model in their life to be the best version of them. It's like, I think they've done the stats mm -hmm. and I don't have the stats offhand, but the, single mothers raising boys versus single fathers raising boys. The mothers had, I think as a, the amount of kids in prison was a crazy amount. It was actually a quite a crazy mm. stat from mums raising boys versus dads raising boys because of the discipline and the role model. Mm. And um, just the, I guess the masculine energy and giving them a, a root to go down or a pathway mm. that they can follow because mums are more nurturing and they get, they let their boys get away with a little bit more where dads don't. Um, I'm not sure. I let exactly my girl why, get away with so much yeah. shit though. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that, that's th that they need that. But mm. if they look up to you and they're like, I want to be like dad, right? <laughs> Literally. Okay. F for this, for example, I believe I'm somewhat fit and um, the boys have, 
a athletes carnival coming up and they're like they have they like choose a parent um to <laughs> come down and join you in the athletics carnival okay so you choose a parent and there's some races that you have to do with one of your parents against the other parents and um <laughs> and literally jack's oh mate 100 and jack's cam's home is like dad they told us this today that we're gonna have this athletics carnival and you have to come in with like three of the races and i'm choosing you over mom because we're gonna dominate the other parents that was his words <laughs> was like, <laughs> this is legitimately like my dad can beat up your dad but yeah, the actual scenario 100 uh, i was like because he, he was so proud he's like I'm your fit dad I'm fit we can be the fittest dad and son team and then Finn's like but I want dad I was like we're like oh but then Jackson's like no well Finn the kids in your class aren't as fit as the kids in my class so I think mum can take the other mum so you can have mum and I'll take dad it was like the conversation was so funny um but they look up to it mate but they look up to their parents and they're like Hmm. I want you to be there with me because I'm proud of you if I was like 30 mm. kilos away, couldn't the, the furthest he'd seen me run was to the donut shop, um, then he wouldn't have asked me to come down, would he? Right? Like, no. you know, like he would he would have said, No, I'll take mum, right? Like or you would have been the kid would, picked last no one, on the right? team. hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Or it's like I'll take Poppy because, you know, Liv's dad still runs. He's runs half marathons and all the rest of it, right? He wants to yeah. be example. And even when he even with him, right? Like he broke his ankle at the start of the year, he's like Oh, I don't know. And I, like I chat to him, it's like, nah, man, like you want to be an example for your grandchildren, your grandsons of how they can be as healthy as they can forever. Right. So no, you, like you get your shit together. And like, you know, I think when you're, when you're 70 plus years old and you have like pretty shattering stuff, it's a can traumatizer. Can I get back? You start to question yourself. And he has like, mm. he smashed it with his running again, but he had those doubting moments when, and I knew the lever to click for him, right? <laughs> Which is being an example for his grandsons. And he was like, fuck mm. this. Yes, I'm back into it. And mentally, he just flipped the switch. And like, because yeah. he wanted to be that role model. He wanted to not, he wanted to show his grandkids that nothing can beat him. Um, mm. But I think this is what we look at. It's like, you know, if I was a warning sign as far as what it shouldn't be, my kids wouldn't have chosen me. And that's why it's important to be a fit dad. You want your kids to look up to you and be proud of you. It's like, I want to show off my dad because he is a fit dad and I'm proud of him and I want to be like him. And that's it. Mm. That's literally it. And I think when I look at like, you know, like you said, my dad passed away when I was younger, I raised my kids and he wasn't a present dad. Like he wasn't there. I saw him once every um, fortnight on the weekend for Saturdays and Sundays. And I grew up with my mom. And then when I did see him, he was at work and I'd just go in the office with him at working and he had his own business. I'd sit there in like a cubicle that wasn't with him and just watch TV all day. And that's how his his way of parenting me, literally. Mm. I played rugby league up to a, um, you know, state for Australia, um, juniors, never saw a football game once. He never came and watched me once my whole childhood. Now I look at that and he was a warning sign for me on how not to parent like for sure he mm. died very young it was very uh, i found him uh, passed away and i'm not saying i don't love my dad because you're still going to have love for your parents no matter what right and it's like that there is that there but he was a warning sign for him for me on how i never want a parent because that's i had to work through a lot of stuff personally 
to get over the bullshit stories that were inside my own my own head about not feeling love and all the rest of it. So I was like, I don't want to give that to my kids. I want to be present. I want them to, I want to teach them things. I want to be the role model for them. I want to, you know, be with activities for them. I, I don't want to try and buy their love. I, I want to give them time because that's how they truly feel love. So I think mm. in all these different aspects that you look at of it, it's like, you know, your kids will hold on to it like I did. And they do think like, I don't want to be like that because I thought I don't want a parent like that. I don't want to be the dad that my dad was. And I, I don't want to mm. break, I want to break that cycle because I want to be a present person. And I've up at literally from the moment I knew I was going to have a baby, that thought went through my head. And for the last 10 years, that's the thought I was carrying. And again, it's not, I did not love him. I don't respect how he parented because I don't think it mm. was the best way to raise a son or children in general. Mm. So yeah. I, I it, think, yeah. yeah. It comes back to um, the principle that I try to apply whenever you think about something in your past. It's like everyone was doing the best that they can with the resources yeah. that they had available. The problem is these days, a lot of guys ignore a lot of the resources that they have available and they they kind of choose not to access them. It's like there's mm. so much available for people. Like we've got fucking unlimited information. You've got a little device, right, the size of your palm in your pocket that you can look up anything that ever existed, any information that you want to know, you could find it out pretty much. And most people choose not to access that, choose not to start that because once you open that can of worms, you can't put it back in. And then it's like once you have the knowledge and you have the the understanding, it's like, fuck, I am – not being the best role model for my kids. I know that I'm not actually doing the best that I can with what I've got. It forces you to change and it forces you to do stuff. And change for a lot of people is scary, right? They get attached to their same routines and the same things that they do over and over again, whether it's you know, pizza on a Friday or going to KFC on the way home or you know drinking beers with some of the guys on the weekend and that kind of stuff. And it's like, even that, it's like you're displaying to your kids when you get stressed, you need alcohol to unwind. Like, is that that you're going to be the same the same dad that's doing that shit? It's probably the same dad when their kids try to sneak a beer at sixteen. Like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? You're a robe. It's like they're following your example, right? You can't you can't call them out for that shit. They're just going to follow exactly what it is that you do. So, um, it it has to. It's almost like um, like you've got to start by accepting that you have not that you have a problem but yeah you have a problem right there is a there is a problem in your life and that problem is that you are not as fit as you could be you're not taking the actions that you need to in order to and it's not just again it's not just about being fit but you're not being the best role model that you can be for your kids you're not yeah you're not giving them the best start in life because you're, you're, you're being, you're, you're being more of a warning and yes, a warning is all well and good, but we'd much rather like a warning just shows you what not to do. It doesn't tell you what to do. Um, you've got to feed, then figure that shit out for yourself and you can do an equally wrong path trying to go the opposite direction of your parents. Um, because you know, you can become too overbearing or whatever. And it's, yeah. it's like, there's, so you've got to find what works for you, but you've got to first accept it's like, exactly as Travis said, if we could click our fingers, you would drop 20 kilos and be fitter and healthier. No one's going to say that's going to make me a worse parent. No, but if I gave you 20 kilos from now and click my fingers, would that? And you'd probably say yes, because I would be lower energy. I'd feel more self-conscious. I wouldn't be able to do the things I can try and do now with my kids. Every And mm. you go, okay, well, did you put 20 kilos on or 10 kilos on the last 10 years? Well, yeah, fast forward another 10 and that's where you're at. Unless you mm. have an intervention the tr again, be more concerned about your current trajectory than your current position. 
right? Hmm. And that goes both good and bad, Jace. And I think that's the biggest thing. So those people have made the decision, started get, making change, and they still got like 15 kilos to lose or 20 kilos to lose or 40 kilos to lose. But your habits right now are putting you on a run rate that you'll lose that in the next year or two then be more concerned about that current trajectory. If you're currently 20 kilos overweight and you put that weight on over the last, say, five years and you're doing nothing about it, I would be concerned about my trajectory because you're, you're destined to put another 20 on over the next five years. And that's what the trajectory is. So you're going on a downward spiral really fast and shit gets hard, right? And everything's mm. a sacrifice. You said this before. We either sacrifice you know, a little bit of sleep sometimes to get that work in, workout in. We sacrifice maybe going for some drinks with the boys all the time to make sure that, you know, you're there for your kid's soccer game um, or you sacrifice, you know, anything. And instead of, uh, you know, eating KFC, you're going to sacrifice the ease of grabbing KFC on the way home for 15 minutes and just cooking a steak and uh, when you get home, right? So either way, there's a sacrifice. There's a good sacrifice. There's a bad sacrifice. You know, every single thing is some form of sacrifice. It's just the question of like, which sacrifice are you willing to pay? And are you willing to pay the mm. price, right? Are you living in a short-term game or are you living in a long-term game? And when we're trying to achieve our potential in life, it's a long-term game because you, the funny thing about your potential is you never get there, right? You never find your potential because it's unlimited. You just keep unlocking more and more as you go forward. Like mm. right now, I'm pretty sure I saw earlier today, there's, um, there's the, what's the race going on at the moment? Um, Rich Roll posted on it on his Instagram um, the, the lap where they do 4.1 miles every hour. It's a last man standing event. That's it. It's the last man standing uh, event. Dude, they run 4.1 miles and the last man standing is the winner, man. They're past a hundred laps. They've run like, I think it was like a hundred, 400 miles or something like that. Um, and they've been going for, for days and days. Um, and I was like, these guys, these guys didn't know their potential and like, they just unlock and the, everyone's watching them. Like they'll, they'll run the, the essentially the just over six Ks and then they have till the end of the hour and they have to go again. So every single day, what's that? They're running 60 kilometers every 10 hours. They're running about 124 Ks, 20, 30 Ks a day. I think they're going they're for like four days deep. Like it's, it's, it's insane. Um, I think they're, I actually think they're up to like 18 marathons or something. It's insane. Um, if you look up the last man standing event, um, that's going on right now. They're blown past world records. Um, they're just going and going. And but this is potential, right? They but once yeah. you they've they've unlocked the next level. It's like kind of you're you know you're in um the Mario Brothers world and you get through the level and it's like oh, okay I've unlocked new things. It's like you're in you're a superhero in a game. You're unlocking these new things and this is your, like your potential. You just keep leveling up and you keep leveling up and you start doing really crazy things. They're inspiring your kids for greatness because if you start to achieve greatness and show that you have an unlimited potential, there is nothing bad that can come from that in your kid's psychology because they're like, well, dad or dad and mom don't believe that they have limits. They, they believe that, you know, if I want a job, I, you know, I can build it. I can have it. If I want to build a business, I can, if I want great health and do these crazy feats, then they, we can do it. And your kids, you want your kids to be inspired by you. Right. I, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like that that's going to help them live up to their potential in life because you are the role models for that. So as we sort of pull this in on why it's important to be a fit dad, it's like, you know, there's obviously physiological benefits on why it's important to be a fit dad. 
right? So if you start to, if we just start to do some basic numbers, we start hitting our calories and we're losing weight. We start hitting our steps. So if we start hitting our steps where our, our um, heart disease rates dramatically decrease, if we start to go into a calorie deficit and we lose weight, our potential for all other um, health-related diseases start to degree, decrease. If we start lifting weights, then we're going to start to have stronger bones. And, you know, if a cabinet does fall on you, you can just push it back up and that's okay. Um, if we start to do some running and some cardiovascular fitness, your heart's going to get healthier. Your heart rate will start to go down lower. And I believe our heart only has so many beats. So you're giving, increasing your longevity on this planet. So you're going to get healthier and fitter. So like there's, there's the physiological benefits of simply being a fit dad allows you to live longer for your kids. You'll see your grandkids and maybe your great grandkids because you're a healthy person. And if you are the opposite of that, I don't know if you'll see your grandkids. You could, but when they're crawling on the ground, can you get down with them? When they're asking you to run around the park, when you're looking after your grandkids, do you have to sit down on the bench because you can't run with them? So then your interaction with your grandkids is that uh, relationship greatly diminished because you aren't a fit dad slash granddad. Um, and only you can answer that. And you know what? It's much easier to get fit and healthy again in your thirties and forties than wait till your sixties and seventies. Cause I tell you right now, it, it's a lot harder then. And I've coached a lot of people and it is harder. Um, mm. So the physiological benefits outweigh any type of, I just want to have more beer type of benefit with your mates. <laughs> like they just do. Yeah. So I, I think that's a big one. Do you want to add anything to the physiological benefits, Jace? No, I think, um, I think that pretty much sums it up as far as, you know, if, if that doesn't make you want to make changes, then, you know, you, you have a very different set of values than myself mm. and Trav, and this probably isn't the podcast for you. You're probably still not listening at this point. No, let's be perfectly not. honest. There's, um, there's, there's a number as well of, and I'm sure we're going to go through this as well, is the psychological benefits. And from a yeah. mindset and a mentality perspective that show up, the biggest one for me, for most guys, that just translates to every area is confidence like we've all seen and it's, it's it's not like confidence and losing weight are directly tied but you know we've all seen that that one fat guy that big guy who's super confident and people love him and he you know he gets with these girls and you're like what the fuck how does that guy pull so much because he's just you know confident and himself and he's and he owns himself and it's like all well and good for him but it's like a lot of us haven't learned to and probably shouldn't learn to just embrace being fat as their identity and that is the one thing about them so when you do start to lose this weight and you get fitter and you get stronger you start to carry yourself with more pride you start to carry yourself with more confidence and that is what then translates to every other area of life right in your work in your relationships with your you know your partner and your kids and any future relationships whatever it might be for you like you carry yourself a hell of a lot better you'll get more swipe rights if you're a, if you're a single dad and you're on tinder right you'll get you'll get a lot more matches if you're um if you hold yourself with confidence but also if you're looking a bit better that will help the the confidence aspect of it can't go understated and beyond that the um the the psychological benefits of exercise itself has been shown to be like the number one antidepressant that there is is exercise the endorphins and the feeling that you get from moving your body 
um, purposefully with a goal, with an intention, it just is, is, you know, it's, if it could be prescribed, if it could be bottled and sold that people fucking, people would do it. Right. It is that powerful of a antidepressant of a mental health. Um, you know, it's the closest thing we've got to a magic pill for, for mental health is exercise. It's like the, the overwhelming evidence shows that. So, and it, it can be hard, right? Because it's like you feel like you need to be in a good place mentally to actually start, but you know, by starting is what actually gives you the the mental energy to get it done. So, you know, if you're in that position, you've got to start small. You don't start out by trying to run a marathon and trying to go to the gym five days a week. You've got to do something. You've got to ratchet that shit up um, and and work at it bit by bit. But even a little bit is enough to, you know, I say this all the time to my guys, like your body's not a battery, it's a generator. It gets energy from movement. So if you're tired and lying down and lethargic, it's because you continue to lie down and be tired and be lethargic. I've had days where, you know, if we lay on the couch and don't do much, it's like it's a struggle to peel yourself off the couch and do something. But then I've had other days where we've had to be up early or I've just set myself a target. I like mow the lawn in the morning and I'm like, all right, fuck it. All right, I'm going to do some weeding. I'm going to go to Bunnings. I'm going to get some mulch. I'm going to redo the whole garden, right? You just get in that that stupid momentum of doing shit because you're already in the momentum of doing shit and you're, you don't feel as tired. You don't feel as lethargic because you're getting the work done. You're in momentum. You're doing shit. So um, that is a very powerful mental tool and psychological tool is exercise from a mood perspective, but also a confidence perspective, help you get paid more at your job, which is true. It's been shown that you, if you're more confident, right, and you and you hold yourself better, people are more likely to hire and promote you because not only that, but it shows that you've got a bunch of good mental traits. It promotes discipline, right? Now, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just not motivated. I was like, you don't need fucking motivation. Motivation is fleeting. Motivation is temporary. You need discipline. You need to have a set of standards that you set for yourself as to how you show up and you do them regardless of whether or not you feel like it, right? You have the same conversation with your kids in the morning. I don't feel like going to school. Well, we're going to do it anyway. Oh, okay. They do it. But how much are they going to listen to you and take that on board when it's like, dad said he wasn't motivated to go to the gym yesterday, so he didn't. Dad said he wasn't motivated to go for a run. I'm not motivated to lose weight, so he never did. Why should I be motivated to, why should I do anything that I'm not motivated to do? It's like, you're motivated to do very little. Guys are usually motivated, especially teenage boys and, and early teens. They're motivated by one fucking thing. And they'll do a bunch of stupid shit to make it happen. Yeah, that's all that they'll, that's all they'll be motivated by. I think so, man. I, I think when we look at it, the psychological traits is, is huge, right? Um, we lose weight. One, we train straight away. When we train in the morning, our endorphins kick in. We feel better and we, we, our self-belief goes up. Because normally we say we're going to work out, then we work out and we follow through. And when you follow through with your word, then all this, obviously you have integrity with yourself. Then it's a tick in the self-respect. You know, you know what mm. isn't a tick in the self-respect? Pressing snooze, eating pizza, then Ben and Jerry's and having six beers at nighttime. Like it's just not when you say, oh, I justify it because I have a had a bad day. It's just not a tick in the self-respect. So you don't feel good the next day from it. You normally feel bloated, hungover and shit. So hmm. I think what you have to look at is when you take actions that are towards your future self, okay, and you help your future self by your actions you take today, that's what makes you feel better. I think that's the biggest thing because it's tick, hmm. yes, perfect. Self-belief increased, self-belief increased. And the more we increase our self-belief, I think that's when self-confidence comes in. Because we start to believe in ourselves again. It doesn't happen with one workout. It happens 
when you consistently rock up for your workouts. And then when people say to me, oh, I don't know, I just can't wake up at whatever time, 4.30, 5 a.m. to work out. I was like, well, if I paid you every day, every time each week, if you rocked up, you know, five sessions a week at 5 a.m. to the gym and I paid you $300 a week to do that, would you rock up? They're like, yeah, of course I would. I was like, so it's not that you can't, is that the losing the weight right now is too much of a delayed gratification to get you motivated, mm. right? You, 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 you're too much focused on the now. But, you know, the monetary, that would get you moving. Well, it's like, if you just did it for the next six months, you'll probably start and lost the weight and increase your self-belief and increase your self-confidence. Like getting a $15,000 pay rise isn't too much of a, a stretch for a lot of people over a couple of years, especially when you've lost 30 kilos, you've got discipline, your confidence is going through the roof. Maybe because you do that, you have more energy and because you have more energy now, you're going, you know what? I'm going to do a night course. I'm going to work on my communication and my leadership skills because you have more energy. Because what happens is when we start to improve one area of our life and we actually do it and our self-confidence increases, you're like, I'm a winner. I can improve other areas. And this is literally what happens. I'm going to do this now. And now I'm going to do this. And it just takes that one thing. It's like, I'm going to work on my leadership. I'm going to work on my sales. I'm going to work on my communication. I'm going to go for that job promotion. And all of a sudden, it's a year later and you start making an extra $15,000 a year. And it's like, you know what? Well, you just got paid $300 a week for going to the gym in the morning. Like It was a carry-on effect, guys. I, I think it's so crucial for you to understand that. And if you walk in that door, and at nighttime, you're not like completely drained of energy because you're a fit dad, not a fat dad. And you have a higher amount of energy through the day. And you've learned to control the stimulus and response. And, you, you know, when we talk about psychological ways, we, we learn to, you know, leave the day in the car. And we walk in with the identity of the loving parent and the loving partner. And we take that energy into the house. Then all of a sudden, it's important to be a fit dad because it makes you a more connected and present dad. Makes you more a connected partner. Connected partner definitely gets laid more. They just do. Connected partners definitely have better relationships because they communicate better as well. They don't just blank out and go sit on the couch and just grab a couple of beers. They're connected with their partner. So I think... What not only does your you financially increase your standings as a household and you know just your quality of life because of that, you're more connected as a partner with your you know spouse, you're more present with your kids as well because of it. So the the carry-on effect, when we look at the big three, there's energy, there's work, and there's love, focusing on honing our energy by decreasing our weight and increasing our fitness, you know, we get that up to a 10 out of 10. Then we find inside our work and our love, it starts to ratchet up just as a bright byproduct because we're learning these skills of discipline from the fitness side of things, which have a spillover effect into the other aspects of our life. And then the true spillover from that is our kids. They learn, okay, dad can achieve anything mom can achieve anything. And like they, they do what they said they're going to do. They have integrity. They have follow through. And I think if anything, guys, if you want the best version of you out there, it's the fittest version of you. And I think that is why it's important on being a fit dad. Yeah. I think that 
the like if, if anything in this podcast is is you know if nothing in this podcast convinces you then yeah again you were never listening in the first place but i feel like for any guys who are on the fence out there about starting taking some action towards this stuff you've got to make that committed decision and you don't have to like here's the big thing you don't have to know every single step along the way on how to make it happen. You don't have to know every single detail. You've just got to get started with something. We've had plenty of podcasts in the past where we run through detailed plans of what you can and can't implement and what you can start to do to lose a bit of extra weight or lose some weight or you know get, get abs on 15 minutes a day. Like all of these things we've talked about where you can, uh, if you have the time constraints, if you have all this other stuff, it's like above all else, you've got to put being an example and being a good dad, because this is we've established this connection, right? You will be a better dad if you take care of yourself, if you are a fitter dad, because you'll have more energy and more patience for your kids. Is a big one as well. When you're not tired and lethargic all the time, you'll have more patience because you're not like, oh, I just want to, I've got to go out with the boys and I'm hungover the next day now that I've had a couple of beers and I'm a little bit impatient because my sleep hasn't been great. All of those problems are gone. Right? So you have more patience and more time for your kids. So they're going to want to take care of your ass when you're in a fucking old age home in 60 years time, whatever it is. So you know, this is an investment into your future, not being left to the uh, to the silver chain ladies. And, and, and that's it. You get one visit, one token visit a week, right? That's not the, that's not the life that you want. So put an investment in your relationship with your kids now, be that example, be that person and realize that, you know, the more effort that you put in now, it's going to pay dividends and just be that committed person, the person who is willing to make the change now and say, yeah, you know what? There is going to be like, there's plenty of shit that is easy to do, but also easy not to do. It's easy to go for a walk around the block. It's also very easy not to do that. It's easy to, you know, uh, to eat the food that you've already got pre-prepared, the uh, the pre-packaged food that you've got in the freezer, your oh shit meals, I like to call them. It's easy to heat that up. It's also easy to order Uber Eats. So you've got to choose the easy that, you has you doing something that is going to put a vote in the column of self-confidence and self-belief and actually make you a better dad. 100% guys. And, you know, again, it doesn't matter where you are right now. It's just making that one choice, which has the trickle on effect to other choices. And it doesn't mean every single choice is going to be on the, the vote of fit dad all the time. You know, mm. the myself, Jace, everyone who, um, is on this journey does have votes in the corner of fat dad at times. Like I definitely do, but mm. it's not about being perfect. It's about where the votes stack up. And I tell you right now, if you make the first choice and then over time, the votes start stacking up more and more and more on the fit dad, well, that's who you become. Right. And the other votes start to become smaller and smaller. So if you don't know where to start one, the first thing to do is you don't need to see the, the, you know, when you're walking through a forest, you don't need to see the other side of the forest to get through. You just need to see the next tree. And it means we just dropping off some of those lag factors, or it could be going to fit-dad.club, booking in for a call with us where we jump on the call, look at where you are, look at where you need to be and show you how to close the gap. That could be that first tree, actually having someone externally having a thousand foot view at your current circumstance and show you what you need to do to change your life. Because I think that is a truly a line in the sand. You're like, no, enough is enough. A line is going in the sand. I'm stepping over the line and I'm going to change my life today. And I think that is a big thing because that is step one in committing to being the healthiest and best version of you and living up to your potential life. So go to fit-dad.club 
and booking a call with us. Um, and that is a, a big thing for you to do. Leave us a review, comment, ask us if you want some um, specific podcasts out there or troll us on, on Facebook and we'll just make a podcast out of your trolls. Um, and that's completely fine as well. All comments are welcome. Mm. Um, but guys, <laughs> that's it for another episode this week. And you will hear us again next week. Jace, thank you again for today, buddy. You were awesome. No worries. Enjoy, guys. Chat to you next week. Next week, guys. See ya.